0: Most stories of success usually focus on a person's highlight reel. In this podcast, those people will share what goes on beyond the curtain. You'll hear about their wins and losses and how those experiences created their grit and determination. There's no such thing as luck. Welcome to Beyond Grit with Robert Young. Hey, everybody. Robert Young, Beyond Grit. I get to sit down with uh, my longtime friend, Mike Claudio. And um, we are going to have a good time. I only have an hour with him today. And uh, I know that we could probably sit here and talk for a couple hours, but uh, we got an hour. So, Mike, I appreciate you coming on. Man, like I'm just looking at kind of
1: the progress of our friendship and thinking about just where we were eight years ago compared to where we are now is insane.
0: I know. Now we're sitting at a table in front of microphones with headphones on. And chatting about uh You're on like episode. Successes. I don't know what
1: episode this is going to be But you've had a lot
0: Yeah, yeah This one I don't know what when this will be This will be probably Close to episode I don't know 27 By the time this rolls out I mean I've been stacking them That's good You were scared You are like Maybe I'll do one a month Yeah and Now yeah. you're like every week It's awesome I know I love it I love it So what do you, you've been crazy C- Crazy Is an understatement um so you've got your champion shoes you've got your coaching you've got your apex coaching you've got your events that you're speaking to do you ever think that this was like was gonna happen i mean you knew it was gonna happen but do you ever picture yourself where you are now and maybe you did maybe that was i don't think
1: i pictured the amount that i could get done in a year or two Mm -hmm. like i probably always pictured what i have right now but probably not in the time frame that i had it like if you look at the progress of win rate and kind of what happened last year with covid and then coming back so strong and then starting ec grading demolition and grading company starting a champion shoes and like seeing the progress of this i always knew win rate was going to be a th- there wasn't a plan b like i was actually talking to somebody last night about like how covid crushed and i lost like a lot In a very Mm -hmm. short amount of time, but there was never a doubt. Like there was no Plan B. I have done other things, but win rate and the coaching and the consulting and the speaking and the podcast and the YouTube channel, like that was always kind of at the top of the list. Of like, this is what I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. I love this. This is fun. This is what I'm built to do. I get passion from. I get fulfilled from. Like I literally sit in this office and coach thirty hours, forty hours a week, and it doesn't get old. I get tired. You know, I get, but I get, I get worn out, but it doesn't get old. Like it's, there was never, so I, I would say, yes, I pictured this, but probably not as fast. If you look at, you know, I literally 10 X my business year over year, Q2 to Q2, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: like Q2 last year, COVID hit, I lost a bunch of customers. I lost a bunch of revenue. It didn't go well, but I never stopped the work. Like I just, I literally <laughs> sat in this office for like 10 hours a day going like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I got to figure something out. So yeah. I keep doing something. And I just like kept doing the work, and then if you look at Q2 2021 compared to Q2 2020, like it literally 10x. Yeah, and I think that's just a testament to the consistency. It's a testament to the no Plan B. It's the testament to providing really good value. So,
0: yeah, it's funny that you you talk about the Plan B because I remember you were driving me. Um, to go pick up my car or something like that. And we were on 485 and we we're talking and this is when you were leaving Verizon. You're like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm going to go work here. What do you think? And I said, well, what's your plan B? And you're like, I don't have a plan B and me very conservative. I was like, you gotta have a plan B. Like what if that shit fails and drops out and what are you going to do? But you know, I think. And I've, I've kind of switched my thinking on that too. Like, um, I, I'm kind of lucky. I've got a have got a fallback, right? I, I have a built in plan B, you know, um, to where I have consistent income coming in and the house is paid for and the kids are, are there. But at the end of the day, when you roll out on something new, especially when you're building something new, There's no like turning back. There's no plan B.
1: It's, but that wasn't even a plan B for you. Even from my perspective, like that wasn't fulfilling for you. Mm -mm. That wasn't, that didn't like make you feel better about it.
0: Yeah. Like I wasn't going to quit and no, like the plan B was almost go back.
1: You almost didn't appreciate plan B because you didn't go all in on plan A. Yeah. Like you didn't like you didn't. I always said to you, like, stop pretending that you have to make money and go do it the way you want to do it. Right. And you kept like listening and, and following the game plan of these different real estate offices and stuff like that. And it wasn't until you went all in on the Robert Young way. Yeah. That the results started showing up. Right. At least at the at the at the speed at which you've grown over the last six months compared to the last three years. Right. And so, I don't even think like yeah that you had a plan B, but I don't think you you appreciated it. No, you didn't use it for what it could have been. Yeah, you were yeah. Still, because you still had desires and hopes and interests and personal accomplishments, and you still had to look in the mirror and say, "I'm proud of me."
0: Yeah, like why do it? Why do it if you're not going to do it? Like if you're just going at it and you're just going through the motions. Then you're just you're just going through the motions, you know, when well, you talked to a it.
1: lot of really great people. Mm-hmm. Right. And there isn't one of them. That I would say just looking at the guest list that you've had who. Allowed a plan B to pivot their interests. Yeah. Right. Like Kent and John and Corey and like all these great, amazing people.
0: Yeah, they were like, I have
1: built something. Yeah. But like you could look at all their journeys and there's big seasons of not looking like they thought it was going to look, but yeah. they never stopped. Yeah. They pivoted. They made changes. They tweaked. And but like there's no going back. No. Like you, you see Corey go back to selling fireworks when, right. the, when the gym wasn't where he thought it should be. Yeah. You see Kent start picking up, you know, Hello. landscaping because the painting wasn't doing right. It. <laughs> right. You know, and, and so I don't know. It's, it's I think it's so many people are afraid to go all in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, that's another thing, you know, people are afraid to fail and, and you, you can't really look at it. And, and like you said, I've talked to so many different people and you can't look at it as a failure, right? Mm -hmm. You have to look at it as a, well, that's a little bump in the road. Now, how am I going to handle that bump in the road? And how am I going to, like you said, pivot, how am I going to change the way that I'm doing stuff? And then all of a sudden I get on a different track. And I go, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and, and I think
1: I was talking to one of my coaching clients about this yesterday. And I think when people visualize themselves going down the journey and when they fail, they think they, in their head, they're going to come all the way back to where they started.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And they're going to come all the way back to what they, where they are and what they have and the knowledge and the lessons they have right now. What people forget is when you fall off the wagon down the trail, you stay in that position and everything you've learned and everything you've experienced, and then you just jump back on the wagon from that point. You don't come all the way back to the beginning. And then when people think, well, I'm going to fail, you can't fail the journey. You're there. <laughs> like you, You've learned the lessons. You've traveled the distance. You've accomplished the things. you failed. You fell off the wagon. You're laying in the ditch. But you didn't come all the way back to the starting line. You're still as far down the journey as you got. You get to jump right back on there and make different decisions based on what happened and based on what you experienced and based on the lessons you learned. I think so many people think failure is starting over. No, Mm -hmm. it's starting from a new starting point. Yeah, that's
0: a good way to look at it.
1: Because you like think about how many things you've learned in the last three years chasing this real estate dream that. You could fail real estate, but you're never going to unlearn the lessons you've learned. So when you start the next thing, like being a barber. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But think about how much more effectively you would start a barbershop right now compared to three years ago. Right. So you you didn't fail real estate. It's just you learn lessons to then put that recipe into a different or put that those ingredients into a different recipe and it's going to turn out better. Yeah. So I think so many people look at failure as
0: a start over a start over and it's not no that's a good way to look at it but what uh i mean the the whole coaching thing what what got you here you know cuz you didn't uh so we'll go we'll go on to once you left Verizon. Okay. So Verizon, you'd worked there for years. How many years were you there? Over nine. Okay. So over nine years, you're there, you're doing your thing. You've got a pretty good little spot in there. Mm-hmm. You could have gone on in there and moved along.
1: I mean, I was 26, 27, making 150 grand a year. Yeah. Miserable. <laughs> that. Fucking
0: miserable. But but you you ended up changing. You, you cut that 150,000 a year, right? Yeah. And you were like, okay. I'm I'm done, and yep. and when you did that, there were there were some building blocks on the way up to where you are now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you do you want to talk about those little things coming up? I think it's important. Yeah,
1: because I, I think it's a it's a it's all accumulative into like why I have what I have now. So. I had very good success at verizon you know i was one of the top sales people in the region like i was getting accolades making a bunch of money but i just i didn't love it i didn't like the environment anybody who's been in sales like i lived in a 30-day quota cycle for nine plus years every 30 days i went from here to zero and that's hard like it wears on you it's it, it wears on your a lot it just wears you out and i was done and so this is like looking back now i can't believe i made the decision i think i was just so done I would have done anything. And so when I switched to the remodeling company and worked for Dan, I took a hundred thousand dollar pay cut to to make that transition. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, if I don't change, something bad's going to happen. Cause I was so I was just miserable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And people could see it. Like my my temper was up, my patience was down. I wasn't fun to be around. Like, not that I was like the greatest guy to be around in general, but like it was worse. And when I made that transition, like a lot of things became clear for me. And ultimately, what the deciding factor was is I was making great money for what I thought money looked like, but realizing I was still incredibly undervalued. Like my skill set, I was better and I was capable of more than what was happening there. And I was willing to take a journey to find it. And so, Yeah, taking a $100,000 pay cut was hard. We had to change our lifestyle. We had to make some adjustments, but I did it. And then, like, I basically took over all sales, estimating, and marketing for this remodeling company with no previous knowledge. No, all I knew how to do was talk. Mm -hmm. I was very good at talking. And I learned all these lessons through failure. Like, I was not afraid to fail because I was willing to bet on me. I think so many people are, they don't have that level of self-confidence. Like I still had self-doubt, but I knew I could go do it. Or the worst case scenario is I just go get a job. Yeah. Right. Like worst case scenario, that thing didn't work out. I didn't make any money. It flopped. It didn't, whatever it is. And I would just go get a job. Like, so my backup plan, plan B worst case scenario is I go back. To work at AT and T because Verizon wouldn't hire me back at that point. When you quit Verizon, they will never hire You're you. Done back forever. That's like their corporate policy. I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, fine. Congrats. <laughs> I sacrificed nine plus years of my life for you. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Um, but so that transition was the first time I really bet on me because i went like you know school to college for a year failed out went gotten to corporate america it's like my entire life had been structured be here do this this time this meeting this class this practice everything and when i left to go work for new leaf was the first time i really went all in on me and i had freedom and i had the ability to make decisions i had the ability to implement and strategize and adjust as i felt it needed to happen and that's the first time in my life i could make a decision and just change like in corporate america you can't do that no. And so, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew I couldn't stay on the on the step I was on. Like that step was melting. I had to make a move. And I always wanted to work first a smaller company. And I really loved the construction industry. And me and Dan were great friends. And you know, he was looking for help to grow his business. And like I was like, I think I can do this. I didn't know what that looked like, but I was willing to do anything at that point. So made that transition, grew his company pretty substantially. We were all part of it. There's a few of us that were involved. It wasn't just me, but I was part of like getting the name brand out there mm-hmm. creating marketing, understanding how to sell, understanding how to estimate, which are all the lessons I learned Yeah, that turned into the coaching company. Like if I would not have taken that risk, I would have not have learned the lessons through failure that now make me an incredible amount of money. Like I would not have had that without that risk, without that. But yep, la- like I was going to fail and I was okay with it. But I was going to fail forward. I was going to learn from it and ultimately New Leaf grew. And then, you know, for a number of reasons, I left New Leaf, went to the Roofing Company, grew them, and in that transition of that 5 to 6 years, I learned how to grow construction companies. Mm-hmm. Like I just learned it by doing it. And that's how I think so many people they devalue their lessons because it just came naturally to me. Like selling was natural. Yeah. Networking was natural. Marketing was natural. Understanding how to communicate in written format, on video, in person, in, in in email. Like I knew how to do that. So I didn't, I kind of took it for granted, but then I realized because people kept asking me, well, Mike, how'd you do this? And Mike, what'd you do about that? Because I grew these companies that had been around for a little while and people saw it happening. Yeah. And so people started asking a lot of questions and I just, I help people for free because I like helping people. Like, you know that, like I would, mm-hmm. I love helping people. And for like probably a year, I coached people for free, not knowing it was coaching. It was just me helping, people. helping them. And I helped like two or three companies grow by like seven figures. And I was like, I should probably figure out a way to monetize this. Yeah. Is
0: that <laughs> when you finally realized? Like- it was
1: the end of 2017. I had like helped a few people. The, the, the roofing company was exploding. I was growing. My team was growing. And what the final step for me was I had salespeople on the roofing company at the roofing company, and I was trying to make them better. And I was like, I want them to be more like me. And I was like, well, what makes me me? I didn't know, I just go do, because I just naturally was good at sales and follow up and everything else. So I literally sat down and I wrote out my process from prospecting to appreciation. I just wrote it out. I was like, here's what I do. Here's when I do it, here's how I do it, here's where I do it, When all the things. I just started writing, I still actually, I still have it. And I went back and read it and I was like, holy shit, this is like a masterclass mm-hmm. on how to sell and grow and do business development and sales and everything in this industry. And I was like, but would it work? And so the beginning of 2018, I took one of my most struggling sales reps of the roofing company. So I'm going to train him on this process and that's going to be my test run. So 2017, that guy did like $200,000 in gross sales. By April 2018, he had sold 500,000 in sales. And the only thing that changed in his market was the process. I the thought. process. So April 2018, I said, that's it. Win rate consulting was created. Yeah. Um, and I said, and I was just going to do it part time. Like I was still vice president of the roofing company. End of 2018, some things kind of happened with the roofing company. So I, I left and kind of decided at that point, this was God telling me it's time to go all in on you. And so beginning of 2019, I started coaching full time. Here We are in the middle of twenty twenty one been doing it full time ever since so two and a half three years and uh two thousand nineteen was like a test run year um so again i i left uh and like and this isn't about me it's but no but I, I was set to make three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in yeah. two thousand and eighteen at the roofing company
0: but this this is this is risk this is this I, is taking risk this had is three, leaving your comfy bed yeah. Taking a risk, going outside in the winter, and finding a warm place to stay. Like, but people need to understand yeah, that to it wasn't get not Where you're going to go, it's not easy, and you got to take the risk. So, so you were, you are on track to make three hundred fifty.
1: Yeah, I was. I was yep. likely like even just looking at the contracts I had because I was a, I was still commission focused at that point. Two thousand nineteen, I would have made about you know three to four hundred thousand dollars at like thirty years old. All right, and I'm like, nope. I'm out. (laughs) And so 2019 was a test year for me. I said, if I can hit $125,000 in revenue coaching, I will pursue this as my life's passion career. So I basically went full-time coaching um, uh, March 1st, 2019. At the end of 2018, I put in like a 60-day exit strategy, worked my way out. Beginning of March, I went full-time coach. I think I did like 160, 170 in 10 months. So I said, and I I literally, it was weird. I woke up and I was like middle 2000 or it was middle of December, 2019. And I was like starting to do my projections and my business plan for 2020. And I remember looking at the results saying like, Oh shit, this isn't a proof of concept anymore. This is real. I'm doing this now. It was like a realization, like middle of December. And so I did that was kind of the, I'm all in now. Yeah. There was no backup plan. There was no plan B. Um, We made some strategic decisions in 2019, like sell our house and, you know, minimize our overhead so that I could invest back into the business and grow it the way I wanted to. Again, we sold our house with our two kids that like seemed crazy and we moved into this townhouse and we just basically set ourselves up so we couldn't lose. Right. And like, I think those are the decisions a lot of people are not willing to make because of what it looks like to other people. But like, because we did that between 2019 and 2020, we paid off $300,000 in debt. Yeah. Yeah. That, which that's, COVID
0: would have crushed you guys. We, you we went
1: bankrupt. There's no yeah. middle ground. Like we would have lost everything if we had not made that decision. And yeah. God told us to do that. A hundred percent. God told us sell your house because it always just felt right from the mm-hmm. minute we decided to do it. And then with COVID would have happened and we were still in that other house, we would have we would have lost everything. Yeah, we, we there's no chance we could have afforded to continue. We would have had to sell stuff. We probably would have had to go into like a lot of issues. A lot mm-hmm. of issues would have happened. So like we blessed for sure, yeah. Um, but then, you know, COVID happened. I yeah, had, I had this this whole business that was, you know, basically I went to I made as much I made less in second quarter than I made in March. <laughs> yeah, my like overnight gone. Yeah, and this is where I think people people end up hurting themselves. So April two thousand twenty lost 90% of my customers, went from, you know, 20, 25 grand a month in revenue to like 2,500 mm. a month. And I went all in on me. I started phase one of the 75 hard program. I said, I'm going to write a book. Because it was either that or I was going to go into a bottle and die. Yeah. Because I I wasn't going to go get a job. That, right. that would That was failure to me. And so I'm all in on me. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna make good decisions, one decision at a time. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna eat right. I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna stay focused. And I just sat here every day for ten hours and helped people for free. Yeah, literally. I was just like, "Who needs a free thirty minute call?" I know everybody's struggling right now. You don't know what to do. Let me try to help you. And I did that for like probably ninety days. I just sat here and helped people for yeah. free. And because I was all in on me, there was no backup plan. Yeah. And I think a lot of like I could have I probably. a younger, more insecure version of me would have went and got a job. But instead, because we made those strategic decisions, because we paid off that debt, because we sold the house, we made those decisions so that I could invest in the business, not realizing that decision happened so I could save my business. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't happen any other way because I was I was making twenty five hundred in revenue, but I was spending fifty five hundred a month because I didn't fire Lindsay. I didn't yep. stop the content. I kept my videographer. Like I stayed focused on the business. Yep. Not like if you were to look at me publicly, you would have not realized anything changed. I was still helping people. I was still doing everything I could. I was still putting out a positive vibe. I said, I'm going to be on the internet being a positive influence to the world because people need that right now. And I'm going to sit here at this desk and help as many people as I can for free. And that was, you know, so I did, I think I did a total of like 10 or 12 grand second quarter last year. And just to put it in perspective, I did two hundred thousand dollars second quarter this year. Yeah. Just.
0: And, One and year just later, staying in the game. Just, just not just staying
1: focused on the process. Yeah. Like the process hasn't changed. Someone asked me the other day, Mike, what changed with your brand? I said, nothing. People just started paying attention because actually I saw a post from July, 2018 that I put and I said, I'm going to do a live Q and a tonight about setting goals and keeping yourself accountable. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been saying the same shit, doing the yeah. same stuff for free for three years.
0: Yeah. I, that was from 2018. It is funny. Like you just said, people are people are starting to listen because it's not going to be overnight. It's not. You I'm going to get on there. You haven't earned it. People want to
1: know you're going to be around, especially in the coaching and real estate world. Yeah. People are in and out all the time. They're fly by night. Yep. Like, I, my goal is I'm going to be so good for so long that people cannot ignore me. Yeah, like you can't ignore me anymore. You know, I'm getting 12 to 13,000 views a month on YouTube now. I'm getting 5 to 6,000 downloads a month on my podcast now. Like my Instagram account's growing, my Facebook groups growing, my client base is growing. Like you I'm getting to the point where you just cannot ignore the fact that I'm still around winning. And at some point, people want to be around that type of person. Mm-hmm. Because I, we have done what most people won't do. Yeah, we put 3 years into just getting started. Just, just getting started. We're not even right? good yet. No. Right? Yep. And so most people won't put that amount of time in. They won't focus for that long. They they yeah. don't, they don't understand it. They don't grasp it. They they don't, they're not willing to go all in like that. And I'm not knocking you if you're that person, like this life isn't for everybody. Mm-mm. It's not like there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of risk. There's a lot of tough conversations. There's a lot of decisions you're going to fail. Like that's not And not everybody's built for that. Yeah. But more people, I think, have better skill sets in that than they give themselves credit for.
0: Yeah. It's it's funny when you were talking about the three years and growing and what you're really good at is finding the opportunities to shed things off by hiring people. Yeah. Right. And that's one thing that I learned sitting down and and with you and, and your coaching was what can I what do I have to do? And then I kind of wrote it out and I realized this is what I have to do. And then and I, it was like five out of 60 tasks right.
1: that like it had to you be have wrong. to yeah. do.
0: And and so that's when I hired, you know, Kara and Kara's helping me out with the podcast and the marketing and the podcast. And we'll probably move to more real estate stuff, but, but I'm getting to the point where I think I need one other person, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, and that's to do your job effectively. If you think that you can just sit here and take everything on, all of a sudden things start falling apart. You perfectionist. Yeah. No one could possibly be Nobody, as good at Why can, <laughs> I, I think it wasn't the perfectionist. It was the cheap ass. It was like, okay, but you're like, you're making money. You need to spend money to make money and, uh, and to be able to free up some of that time. Um, I think it was just cause I was cheap, but, uh, but honestly,
1: I think you didn't know. I
0: think you're, I didn't
1: know. No, but what, what I saw in you is what you're, you've done this in everything you've done. You want to learn how to do it the right way before you would allow somebody else to do it for you. Like, that's just how you are. Like, I want to understand everything about it before I let somebody else do it. And like, that just slows the process. You're not an expert at all things. Right. And so and also your skill set and personality type is not built for all things. And so like and at some point, Kara will mature up into a different role and you'll have to backfill her in the podcast stuff because her skill set exceeds the value the podcast is bringing you want to use in other parts of the business. So,
0: no, I think I think it's. Uh... But those things are eye opening for people you know to understand that n- they need that at some point well, I think in order to grow
1: you don't even realize how much more money you can make when you focus on what your skill sets are and you offload the rest mm-hmm. like i over like i overpay most of my employees and most people's per hour rate like people are like oh my god you pay them how much i'm like yeah but do you understand how much more money i've made because she's doing her job effectively mm-hmm. and not that i'm overpaying her like she's being compensated fairly but if you look at per hour which is how like most people look at stuff it's a very high number but i don't care because like yeah. i know what my time's worth and, and I don't think enough people appreciate that. They think like the system has built for them on what they're worth as opposed to like knowing your own worth. Because mm-hmm. there's so many businesses out there right now that would die for employees who are undervaluing themselves and are very skilled. Like Kara. Yeah. Like she's pro- she's phenomenal, right? She's yep. great at what she does and she's worth a lot more money than most businesses be worth, would be willing to pay her. Yep. And now she'll work part time and make really good money.
0: Yeah. Yep. And she
1: probably has she loves the freedom she loves the flexibility she loves the ability to like have an impact and be a part of the game and see the growth and see the results and yeah i mean it's it's so cool to like give people like that an opportunity to like actually shine yeah yeah
0: and i'm letting her roll like you know she'll come to me that's what i need you know and and i think she she was like how does this look and how does this look You're and like, and I I like, like, you like, i trust I, I you just go just go go own it yeah i want you to own it um, which is, which is really good. Now, where do you, you've started doing, um, you, you're hiring more coaches too now. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: so like as my, uh, skill sets have improved and my results have improved, my price point has gone up and not everybody can afford that, but I still want to help people at all levels. So I've brought on some associate coaches to help people at a lower price point. Okay. Um, cause I'm just charging more than most people can afford now. All right. And I'm good with that. Like I'm worth it. So like, but I'm, I'm focusing more on like $10 million plus companies now because the impact I can make there is significantly greater. Where like, if you're doing a million or $2 million, like this associate coach who is learning my, has learned my process has learned from me. They can help you get to that next level. And it allows me to make more money because I'm capped by time. That's Mm -hmm. always been my risk is time. So now I'm, I'm, I'm onboarding associate coaches um, in a very structured and intentional way so that they can create a duplicate uh, client, you know, consistent client experience to more people.
0: Yeah. So what do you do? Ian, you're so busy and you got to have a life outside of work. And I feel like you've you've started to to get that like you were you were uh, to go, you know, you're hard in the paint. For years, for years. And, and you made that decision that you were going all in, you were going all in on yourself. And I feel like lately you're starting to, you've hired your people and Mm -hmm. what's, what's your stuff that you like to do? Like, what does Mike like to do? That's fun. And don't say 75 hard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, because that's not fun. That's I, mean, not. I am in the, like, so I am about to finish phase three, which is the entire 365 day live hard program. Really? So I'm going to complete the whole thing. Ooh. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm, it's, I'm, it's a big deal. I'm pretty pumped about it. But I honestly, <laughs> I, had, I heard somebody say this and it landed with me really hard. And winning is more fun than fun is fun. Mm hmm. And so I don't really do fun stuff like in the typical definition of fun. Um, So I'm working harder now, just more efficiently, Um, because like all three businesses are growing. You know, like the grading company will probably do seven figures this year. Um, And it's like that's growing. ACS is blowing up. Win rate's growing. So people always ask me, Mike, how much do you work? Right. And my answer has always been the same, at least for a little while, is I work 18 hours a day at life. There is no line. There is no on or off. There is no this or that. I have structured time in my calendar for family, for the gym, for reading, for meditating, for social media, for employee meetings, for sales, for clients like I structure 18 hours a day of my life. So I don't do fun Mm -hmm. like I don't go on vacations because Tiff and I's goal has always been we want to retire when she's 45. That Like, Everett will be out of high school at that point, and we want to go enjoy our time. So we've always – even like this – we said this when I was 27. We're going to hustle in our 30s so we don't have to work in our 40s. I'm just kind of following the game plan right now. Yeah. And it's, it's working. huh Right? And so – my fun is like driving the car now. Yeah. Like I just upgraded the car. I don't think I told you that Uh -uh. it's 900 horsepower now. (laughs) And so like, I'll go for a drive for 30 minutes. That's fun. I'll take the kids. I got the RC cars. We'll go drive the RC cars for an hour. That's fun. But I still work at life 18 hours a day. Cause I still work out twice a day. I still read every day. I still write every day. Um, I'm still running three businesses. I still have team meetings. I still have employee meetings. I still have clients. Um, You know, so I don't go out. I don't really drink anymore Mm -hmm. because I don't I take my job very seriously. Like people's businesses depend on me showing up as the best version of myself. Mm. And I don't have the luxury of being off on Monday because I drink on Sunday. Yeah, I don't have that luxury anymore. And maybe I do, but I'm not giving it to myself. And so. People's lives are dependent upon me doing my job. I can tell you right now there are a dozen businesses that I've worked with that would not still be in business if they didn't hire me. They would agree with that. Mm-hmm. That I take that job very seriously. Yeah. So, like, my morning routine is locked in. My like I literally eat the same four meals every day, like six days a week. I eat the same exact meals four times a day. And I feel it. I see it. You can see it. Like, I'm, I'm happier. And for the first time in my life, I'm proud of me. Yeah. Well, you should be. But like I'm thirty-four and for the first time in my life, yeah. I'm proud of me. But it, why? It, like because I have won every decision based on my values. Okay. Based on what I know I'm capable of. It's not like what are people expecting of me? It's not what parties am I missing. It's not I need to be the life of the party. It's not I need to go pay for all the drinks. It's I'm so focused on winning every decision. I am this year for the first time doing that. I'm not letting any external influence define me. Like I fired a client yesterday because he wasn't living up to my core values. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for it. I don't need your money. I'm not here for the money. Yeah. I'm here to help the right people and be focused and be diligent and surround myself and manufacture a lifestyle that I want. And I'm doing that at a very, very fast and big scale right now. Mm -hmm. And so fun is relative for me right now. Watching the 50 coaching clients I have win is fun. Yeah. Like I don't drink. I don't really go on vacation. I don't travel like I used to. I travel for work. But so fun for me is different right now. Yeah. You know, but like I got the RC cars. So me and the boys can have some yeah. fun with that. Like we haven't really been able to use the camper much this year because the campsite has been booked up. So it's, well, that's kind of a bummer because we bought a camper last year for that. Um, But I bought the cars. Right. I, I you know, I love driving my Challenger. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fast.
0: Did you get that thing all wrapped?
1: Is Uh, it wrapped? So I did the protective film on the front end and then ceramic coated the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so like, I don't leave this office, bro. Yeah. I literally sit here 10 or 12 hours a day. I'm at this desk 10 or 12 hours a day. And it's back to back meetings. Like, Tiff has to make me food. I don't have time to piss most days. Yeah. And I love it. (laughs) Because I'm locked in right now. Yeah. Like, I'm winning at a scale I have never even thought was possible, and I'm just getting started. So I, I hired. So I hired a business coach. Mm-hmm. He's very expensive, and he has me convinced that I can do two million dollars in revenue next year. Nice. And so that on, I'm so locked in right now that like Q3 2021 effort will be the deciding factor whether or not 2022 hits two million or not. So for this quarter, because everything pays off in 90 to 120 days, mm-hmm. I cannot have a strong first quarter next year if I don't start working on it now. So for me to hit two million in revenue next year, which is attainable, we've we've mapped it out. It's possible. I
0: have to be locked in
1: on every minute right now. And so that's all I'm focused on.
0: So there you go. You know, and so let's go. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go <laughs> right to. I'm gonna go right to the name of the podcast, and it's the Beyond Grit Podcast because everybody has grit, you know. For the most part, there's grit is definable. So I level. There's because levels to it. There's levels mm. to it, but there's a beyond, and and that is what I would characterize as a beyond. And not everybody is built. For that, Not everybody will come here and sit here, but they, they'll only attain this and maybe that makes them happy, right? So when you're talking about the effort that it takes to get to the next step, to the next step, to the next step of where you want to grow your business or what you want to do with your life, there are give and takes, mm-hmm. right? And you're right now, you're in that mindset that I want to get to here because I, I want this type of life here. So you're all in and not, not a lot of people want to be all in. I don't want to be all in. I wouldn't want to do that. But that's not me. But that's not where I, I'm going.
1: But it's it's but, seasonal, though, like you're going to experience more success this year than you had mapped out. And when you taste it, you're like, OK, now what? Because you're going to keep pushing the envelope. Right. And at some point for you to get to the next stage, you're going to have to change the level of commitment. Right. Or
0: you don't go to the next stage. Or you don't go
1: to the next stage. Yep. But like knowing you, bro, you got a long road ahead of you. You're going to be
0: 50 years old. You're going to
1: retire by I'm 52. Yeah, but retirement is actually relative. You're yeah. still going to want to be busy.
0: That's <laughs> the thing. You know, we sit around and uh, we talk about you going be to bored. Could you be more bored if you the, your daily routine was just waking up? Dude, you would die. That's why so many people die
1: after retirement. because yeah. they, they lose purpose. So like, and maybe not right now, but like at 55, and the kids are just off working and gone, and you're just like, "What do I do now?" Yeah, just like you do with the real estate thing, you're gonna have to get to the next level. Well, how do you get to the next level? You have to change your commitment level. Yep. For me to get to two million dollars next year, I have to change my commitment level. There's no, yeah. there's no like middle ground on that. And so, I believe I'm capable of doing it. And so, my biggest fear in life is regret, mm-hmm. is looking back and feeling like I left something on the table. I've never like. There's I don't think there's anything I've done that I've regretted because it's led me to here. There's things I'm not like proud of, but it's nothing I've reg- I've re- I regret. Mm-hmm. But there are things I haven't done that I think about all the time. Yeah, and I think part of why I'm proud of myself right now is I truly believe I am doing everything I physically can to win. Like there's nothing left. My diet's locked in. My hydration's locked in. My reading, my mental capacity, my my sleep, my routine, the amount, the amount, the efficiency with my hours, the efficiency with my team. I can't physically do more right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I'm gonna win. Yeah, I'm gonna outwork everybody, and I'm gonna do it really at a very very high level. Yeah, and it's working. Nice. It's fun though. Yeah, you know, it, for me, like winning is more fun than fun is fun. Yeah, because I did the fun. Yeah, I was the drunk guy at every party. Yeah, I was the fat guy eating everything. I was like the life. of. I was the guy making everybody laugh. I did that. Yeah. And I hated myself. And when it, I, I was living out of integrity with myself because I was afraid of what other people were going to think about it. Yeah. But ironically, like if you look behind you, I re- I wrote myself a check right there on the bottom. 2020 December 2022. Two million dollars. Yeah, it's right there. I see it. There's a check right it. there for two million dollars that in. I wrote to myself, marked December 2022. If you look at the top, there's a single coaching co- client contract for a hundred thousand dollars. I look at that every day. Yeah, isn't that great? I visualize the shit out of this stuff. Like yeah. that Challenger and that Jeep, we're on our vision board for over five years. Uh huh. Off topic, but no, I just, I just I thought like about off it. Topic. Yeah, I just thought about it. But I look at that every day. Yeah, I'm going to get paid $10,000 to speak for an hour next year. Cuz I already get paid 5,000. Why not kick it? Why not kick it? It's yeah. the only way. I have to close 10 speaking engagements next year for $10,000 a piece for me to get to my 2 million based on the projections and how we mapped it out. So I have to believe it can happen.
0: Yeah. But you're really good at it though. Oh yeah. You're good
1: at it. Oh, I'm really good at it. But I have to believe in it. I will not I don't I'm still not right. sure I'm worth that. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard, yeah. Because if you look at what do people, what are people supposed to make per hour, right? Like I got paid twenty five hundred dollars for thirty minute virtual keynote speeches this year. Yeah, I sat right here, talked for thirty minutes, made twenty five hundred bucks. That ten thousand dollars speaking check right there, I have to I visualize it every day. Yeah, but that's how I visualize the debt going away, right? And the camper and the right. mountain house we're looking at. That shit's been on our vision board for years. Yeah, and I look at it every day. But
0: believing in yourself, you
1: can't not believe. You gotta it if believe you don't in yourself look at it every when, day.
0: Yeah, when most people, people aren't gonna believe in you unless you believe in you, right? Yeah, <laughs> you
1: yeah, know, that's the, we could go deep into that. Really? Yeah, super deep. But it's just like any product. If you don't value it, why would anybody else? Yeah,
0: and you, sell it. Sell your worth. But you didn't believe I in yourself. Value myself. But all you the did time. that,
1: and you had to visualize until we sat down and mapped your process out. You did not value the the intricacy and in how much of how valuable your process is, yeah. which is why you let clients dictate how you operate and when you operate and how stressed you were. And I was like, Rob,
0: why? Yeah. You don't need money. Stop it. Like, like <laughs> it does. It, 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 it can get you. And I have to tell myself, you know, I've had I had clients that have, you know, fired me mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't I wasn't giving them what they wanted because they wanted stuff that I didn't have time to give them. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have time to just drive around and open the door for you. Like I'm busy and, and you got to value my time and I value your time Mm -hmm. and I show you and I, I want you to, to find a house. Mm -hmm. Right. And I want you to, to sell a house, but to a certain extent. And then eventually it's like, I don't, I don't think you really want to do what you want to do. And I've been fired. And two years ago, three years ago to crushed me. Oh, it devastated. Did. It I would did. have been devastated. <laughs> but now I'm like, it just wasn't meant to be. And that's Good. cool. And you, you'll go find somebody that'll help you out. And then which gives I'll you more time on. to
1: focus on the right type of people. Yeah. So I base every decision in my life right now based on my core values. So I mapped out our, my, our, my core values last year and I have measured every decision, every person, every experience, everything to that. And that has made everything easier. Mm-hmm. If it does not 100% allow my core values, I'm not interested. And that's, that's weird because I'm saying no to now things like I fired that client because he didn't allow my core values. Like I didn't need his money. I want to enjoy my life. I wasn't looking forward to calls with him. He was late to every single call we had. He's the only client out of 50. And when I told him I was done waiting on him, he he was like, I pay you for your time. You can sit there and wait. I went, you're fired. Here's your refund. I'm not putting up with this. Like, you don't own me. Yeah. And you're the one that needs help, not me. (laughs) Right. And so I refunded him all his money. Yeah. And so. But now I feel better, and I have like ten fucking prospect calls today that happened over the last thirty six hours since I fired him. Yeah, like, and because the universe pays you back for taking the risks, a hundred percent. I believe this wholeheartedly. The universe pays you for taking action, and it's just what type of action are you taking? does it align with your core values or doesn't it? Like, if you can't tell me what your core values are right now, you're making inconsistent decisions, which makes you feel inconsistent because some days you're proud of you and some days you're not. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change the experiences you're having. So if you can't understand what it takes to make you happy and what it takes to like what what you actually feel is right, if you can't measure to that, you're always going to be on an emotional roller coaster because you're never making decisions congruently. Yeah. Which drove me literally off the deep end. Yeah. before I figured it out.
0: And it's good to have, it's good to figure it out. It's good to figure your why.
1: Mhm. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: And your why changes so do your core values, yeah. you know,
1: based on seasons and as you mature as you grow. and, uh, mine changed at the end of the last year and got more personalized to me. They were kind of like the generic integrity, honesty. Yeah. And I made it more, this is like, if you read my core values, you know, it's me. Yeah. Like you can read them and like, yep, that's Mike.
0: And people, people get stuck on that, uh, you know, integrity and honesty. And, and those are just, you should just have that. But, like right? it,
1: but it's also it's left massively to interpretation. <sighs> Integrity and honesty is going to be interpreted differently by people. Yeah. So for me, when I wrote my core values, like it's communicate proactively, operate the health first mentality, appreciate everybody's time, continually evolve and have a championship mindset. Those are my core values. Mm-hmm. Every core value I have has four to five bullet points of what it looks like for me and my team to represent that core value. Cause communicate proactively means different things to different people. Yeah. Right. It continually evolve means different things, to different people. So every one of those has four to five bullet points So you can literally look at it and say, am I representing that or not? Because I use them for management. I use them for hiring. I use them for client acquisition. I use it for making decisions personally. Like everything in my life is based around those core values. And it's a really big part of what allows you to be calm and yeah. minimize anxiety and depression because I'm comfortable with every decision I'm making, regardless of what you think about it.
0: Right, and that,
1: that's a much easier way to live. It is, <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it really is. Because it's
0: a long life,
1: man. And, and when you get out of integrity with yourself, and you're starting to make decisions that like you feel are wrong in the middle of it, because I knew I wasn't supposed to be fat. Like I was. Yeah. I mean, I was 320 pounds at one point. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the drunk dude at every party. I was the guy that was like eating, like it was a competition. Yeah. You know, and, but I never woke up happy with myself afterwards. And it, I just took a while to learn the lesson the hard way. Yeah. You know, it, I got into some really dark places. Yeah. You know, my book's, my book's coming out. There's, there's a, there's a big part of that book that's about my going dark, through that journey, my darkest part. You know, not a lot of people know this. I mean, at this point, the book's probably out, but like, um, December 2019, I attempted suicide. Mm. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. And uh it was dark, it was dangerous. I was living I was lying to myself about a lot of stuff. And I mean like I think ultimately it was the hernia surgery and the medication afterwards. I kinda like let the floor drop out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I popped twenty five oxycontin to my mouth. Jeez. Yeah. It was bad. <sighs> <laughs> it was bad. I talk about it in the book, yeah. Um, but ultimately, like my ability to coach saved my life, yeah. And you want to do something crazy? It's like it, it's somewhat embarrassing to talk about, but it's also not. Um, in the move, talk about God's work, right? Uh-huh. In the move in 2019, we moved into the townhouse. Uh, The batteries on the safe died. Oh, if those batteries weren't dead, I would have been able to get to my gun. <sighs> yeah. So you talk about like shit happens for a reason. Shit happened for a reason. And like I spit the pills out because I like that wouldn't be enough to kill me. I'm too big. Yeah. It probably would have killed me. But yeah, that was December,
0: uh, December 26, 2019. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then what what snap? I mean, from from that to to where you are.
1: I think now lo- losing the business in April. Yeah. I, w- I had to go all in on making good decisions cause I would have went into a bottle and I would have died. Yeah. Cause I had nothing to live for. Business was gone. Success was gone. Money was gone. House was gone. Everything I thought cars were gone. Like I mean, it was just, we made every, every good decision financially, but I had nothing to live for. Yeah. And so survived that, uh, you know, December, January it was, a, it was a process. Um, but I was 100% just living out of integrity. I was lying to myself about I, I was really doing enough and I was really focused and I, was, I wasn't. I was Yeah. So like win fast when often is actually a survival mechanism for me. It's uh-huh. not like a tagline. Like I have to win the next decision or I will go down a very dirt, deep and dark yeah. journey. So I have to win the next decision. Like it's not an option. <laughs> I have to win. I have to feel like I'm beating it. I have to feel like I'm overcoming it. I have to feel like... I have to know I'm winning the decision, yeah. and like little decisions, like getting out of bed on time, going to the gym, drinking water, like eating the right foods. You know, those are wins, and uh, that's what got me out. That's what that's what got me out was winning one decision at a time. Yeah, that's it was
0: powerful. Yeah,
1: no, it's and and it just I think it was a, a long journey of. Bad decisions that kind of accumulated, and then you put a little bit of oxy on top of it, and the bottom falls out. And all of a sudden, you're. I was just tired of being in pain physically. Like, because I had that hernia for like almost a month. Surgery was terrible. Like, hernia surgery is like the most painful thing I've ever been through in my life. And now you pop a couple oxys to get the pain to go away, and all of a sudden the bottom falls out. Yeah. I I sat downstairs on the couch for three hours battling back and forth. Just by yourself. Yep. Back and forth. And then I been up waking Tiff up, told her what happened. We worked through it and then here we are. God dang it. Yeah. It was, it was bad. Um, and I'm getting more comfortable talking about it cause I think it gives other people permission to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's literally the first chapter of the book. Yeah. That, that night is the first chapter of the book. Wow. I'm going all in on trying to help people through this cause it's for you. There's so many successful people that commit suicide and it's because they got successful for the wrong reasons.
0: Mm.
1: Like they did it for other people. They did it for the stuff. And like there's, there's money is irrelevant. Once you have a little bit of it. Yeah. You get a lot of it and you think you're supposed to be happy then. And then you're like, now what I've done everything I thought I was supposed to do and I'm still not happy. Yeah. That's, that's it, a tough, it's dangerous. Yep. Cause you feel like the roads ended. Yeah. Right. And I was tired of being in pain. I was tired of being embarrassed. I was tired of making decisions for the wrong reasons. And it just all accumulated. Again, I think it was a one-off scenario. And I think, you know, you know, the couple pills I was taking for the pain kind of like let the bottom drop out. But that was a really, really long night. Yeah. But I'm telling you, my ability to coach, I literally coached myself. Like you see me talk about hashtag too strong. Mm-hmm. They came from that night. There was like one side of me that was this like broken, sniveling man. And there was this other calm, cool, collected, military-looking human being in my head that just you're too strong to give up. Yeah, you're too strong to stop. You're too strong to not make the impact. And I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. You're too strong. Don't
0: give up. Over three hours, man. Yeah, because you don't hear that. You don't. You don't hear that. That story. Because I, I look at Mike, and I knew that you know, you had you had challenges, and you weren't where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'd never. I never knew that. And then for you to take that and turn it into where you are now is, is pretty amazing. And like the, the more I talk about it,
1: um, the more other people open up, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like talking about like miscarriages. Like yeah. No one talks about it until you bring it up and I'll fuck it. everybody's had. it. Yeah. Right. And so me talking about it, like I've had a few phone calls with guys recently that if you can do it, I can do it. Like if you can survive that and be successful, I can do it. Like that's them saying it. And I'm like, I'm helping save people's lives right now by mm-hmm. talking about it. And it's embarrassing. You know, I don't like talking about it. It's not fun for me, mm-hmm. but I also feel like if I don't, I'm minimizing my ability to help people. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't be here. Well, if that safe keypad would not have been, Batteries would not have died. You wouldn't have been here. I would not be here. 100%. And, like, think about the amount of people I've impacted since December 2019. Thousands. Yep. yep. Thousands
0: of people. But that maybe didn't have somebody to turn to, to trust, to talk about it. And with you being honest, allows them to be honest with
1: you. But even, even just my ability to, like, go all in on the business. Yeah. Like... I would survive that to make a massive impact on this world. Yeah. I went all in on Winrate. It's the only thing like those are the, the this is it. Yeah. Like, these are my people, you know, like helping you, like, I mean, I'm not yep. saying I saved your life, but I changed your life. Right. I gave you confidence. I turned you into a champion. I helped you accomplish things you didn't think were possible. Yep. Like you, you fought me tooth and nail on this fucking podcast. Yeah. Right? You did.
0: <laughs> Set a date. and now, Set a date.
1: And look at you now. I'm like, Yeah. You're fucking, you got a whole. Bit, <laughs> I got a kit. You got a whole kit. I love you're, gear. You're traveling around with. Oh, I love you my need, damn like, You can have a whole storage unit facility with all the shit you buy. If I had more gear. But point being is, is that I survived that for a reason. Yeah. So going all in in April was the only option. Yeah. There was no backup plan. I didn't survive that to go get a job. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah amazing it's crazy well i appreciate this time man No, that was a good episode appreciate you
1: yeah i'm starting to talk about it more yeah this is probably like the second podcast i've talked about yeah, that- it on. but the book's coming out so it's gonna be obviously talked about more yeah the book should launch i mean the book will be out before this podcast does yeah it should be out in the next week or two
0: i know i saw it
1: it's just crazy it's good that's i mean It's crazy. Well, it's a big book too. It's like 340
0: pages. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I apparently, I write like I talk a lot.
0: I know. That's what you were saying. I do read a lot more now that, you know, like Nicole was, yeah, she's always been a reader, but I was watching you and your books and what you're reading. And, And I wake up every single morning. And that was one of the things that I just do. And Mm -hmm. I I read. So I read for a half hour to 45 minutes every single morning. And then I start my day. But reading is so important. I can't wait to read your book. I wish I would have started sooner. Yeah.
1: You know? Me too. Like, I look back now, I'm like, man, there's so many books I want to read. I can't get to them fast enough. Like,
0: I can't get through the books fast enough. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'm doing a disservice to the book because I'm trying to rip through this book to get onto the next book.
1: My goal is, but- is to pull away one meaningful, implementable thing from every book. Okay. That's it. If I can get one thing, because I'll, I'll read 50, 53, 54 books this year, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, the goal is one a week. I'll probably exceed that by a little bit. But if I can take one if implement one thing from every book, and I can implement 52 best practices this year. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Even if you only did one a month, that's a lot. So. There's some books I'm reading for a second or third time more studying it than mm-hmm. reading it, like highlighting differently, taking notes differently, you know, putting some more time and effort into. And there's some books I just fly through because it's yeah. like quick things, and I pick up a little thing here or there
0: yeah it is amazing what you pick up through those yeah they're they're good all right well how how do people find you um what's the name of your book uh hashtag too strong yeah
1: Uh, how to win fast and win often in a world full of obstacles nice yeah it's a good book it's a lot it's filled with stories best practices implemental things that tiff and i and i have implemented to build the success that i have so it's not really like a business book it's more like a lifestyle book okay um, but at Winrate Consulting on Instagram is my primary uh, source. If you're into podcasts, check out Big Stud Podcast. I'm on episode 130, 140, something like that. So that's pretty cool.
0: And you do a Monday little. I do uh,
1: Mike's Monday motivation on yep. Monday. It's a five to ten minute quick Monday thing, and then every Wednesday uh, an interview releases. Cool. So, yeah, love we'll have to have you on. All right, I love that. Cool. Appreciate it, man.
0: Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then, take care.